get ready to learn strategies and insights from top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. Here's your host, M. Curtis McCoy. And Ivan, I am so excited to have you on. Today, I've got Ivan Anz on the show, and I mean, he's got a massive list of accomplishments here, so I won't go through everything, but be sure to look him up. I am so honored to have you on the show today, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Curtis. And yes, it has been a, a journey working towards the improvement of the organizations. My mission in life is to design and enhance organizations for the improvement of humanity, and, and that's that's where I focus in it every every day. I can feel that you're just a good dude. So that's not the most professional way to state it, but I really liked you when we met up. Thank you. Thank you very much, Curtis. I mean, it's just something that I share with uh, my audience and my friends is that there is nothing better in life than if you just be able to be yourself. And as I just, I am myself. As you see, I went to stage and I was just totally open and with, and, and that's how I like to live because you are living the reality, not someone that you are not, you know? I love that. I know you've got offices all over the world, but where do you, where are you yes, at? Yes, yes. I, I am personally based in Puerto Rico. And then do you still live in Puerto Rico or? I still live in Puerto Rico. Yes. Okay. Awesome. But so I travel, I travel to different places and so on. But my base is Puerto Rico. So my first question for you is: What is a philanthropic investor? A philanthropic investor is someone who invests his money and time, engaging emotionally to promote human welfare while earning a financial return. That's the the, the definition of of the word philanthropic investor. I love it. And you've got this multifaceted approach to investing. When you were giving your speech on stage. One of the first things, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people who have got these massive goals, massive dreams, and they want to change the world. They want to make the world a better place, but there's really no plan behind it. And so when I heard you get up and start speaking about all the different areas that you're trying to impact, I initially thought, and this guy's got a great, great dream, but just like everybody else, there's all these, you know, I want to save the world. And then they've got no plan behind it. You've got businesses that are massively impacting the world and are actually changing the world. So that's a uh, really cool thing to see somebody that's actually standing behind what they say they're going to do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, that's uh, that's something also important for you to to consider when, when you're creating an organization and as an entrepreneur and growing is that you want your actions to be behind, your work to be behind your talk, right? Yeah. But, sometime, but sometimes the planet and the barriers and the limits and so on take you out of your talk. So you cannot walk your talk. That's something that if you want to be successful and inspired, you just need to know that that barriers are barriers and um, things that, you know, even errors that you did or things that you didn't do or things like that, you can always come back and continue walking your talk and as a new refresh and start, right? And continue your talk because it's much more better it's much more better for life to continue than to stop. When you are when you are in a flow, right? Life is a flow. It's not yeah. a stop. So even the barriers and everything that you have, it always will be better if you decide to continue. At the end, if you just go walk through the barriers, so you can continue walking your talk, right? That's such a cool thing to hear from somebody who's accomplished such a 
ridiculous amount in your life already. I mean, you're still a pretty young guy. It's really cool to hear from you that, I mean, even if you get knocked down, you keep going. And, exactly. And what made you, so you're actually the founder, the founder of, of philanthropy investing, right? Yes. You guys coined the term. What yes. made you focus on air, on areas such as air and water and housing and and those type of things rather than some other? I will say my ability to look, because if you look and look and really look in what is happening in the planet, not just hear what the news says and so on, but, but just go and look and look at the indicators and so on, you can see that there is problems that need to be solved before we try to go to Mars. And um, yeah, so there is, there is a challenge that all of us as a humanity needs to come together with our, like the humanity mastermind, right? And focus our energy in solving these issues. So when we go to other planets, we already learn and we don't mess it up. I mean, you've already had ridiculous success with your Toyota dealerships, the Toyota Alliance dealerships. You already had this crazy successful life, making a ton of money. What made you decide to reach out and start doing the start doing the philanthropic investing rather than just sit back and, and enjoy the success that you've already created? Because once you see a situation, something that is not ideal, and you know about it, it's not ethical to don't do anything about it. When you have the abilities and the talents from God, you were born with or you acquired or he gave them to you, whatever you, your viewpoint is on that, but not do anything, do, don't do something about it. It's just not ethical, right? It's like, it's like a scene that, you know, a, a kid is about to be hit by a car and you see 300 meters on distance and you don't do anything about it. You, you know, right? It's like yeah. the same. Like if you see that if you have the ability to do something about it, do something about it because doing something about it is better than doing nothing. Yeah. What worries you the most? Oh, that's a very good question. I, I have never been asked that question. What worries me the most? I will say that we are not able to solve as a humanity, that we don't come to agreement as a humanity in solving these issues and that we just continue doing stupid things like you know throwing money away in the gambling industry or things that are not that are not good or, or dragging ourselves right like taking drugs and yeah. putting a lot of alcohol in our bodies and to the point that we cannot communicate well ourselves so we, we start losing connection uh, between human beings in the humanity yeah that's that's what what uh, i will say worries me the most I see that we are in the right direction. I see that something that I have not seen in the decade before, I am seeing it in this decade, that I see religions coming together and working in the same goals. But if we can get all the human created things in this planet, then the things that limit between us, right? That are limits between us, like the languages, the different territories and the limits between countries. and. You cannot be here because this is a different name that someone put into this territory so you cannot be here or all of that type of thing and or or the different type of languages so we cannot communicate each other so if we just manage to to be aware of that to be aware that we all are human beings that we all are doing our best that we can with what we have in order to enjoy the most of our days. And that's our true basic intention. I love that outlook. You see? And then we relate, we, we relate between each other. We, we have a relation between each other in that sense. 
we will be able to look more deep into that and say, hey, you know, let's let's do let's let's be let's be one. Look, not doesn't matter what is your religion, doesn't matter what is your color, doesn't matter in what country do you live. We both are human beings trying to accomplish a better day for us and for others, right? And that's that's basically yes. And and if we respect that, and we respect that all of us have different abilities, but we are all trying to accomplish similar goals at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, have a better life for us, for our families, for our groups, for our you know kids, for our um, dogs, and for our nature. And if we all go into that direction, I think that we can be shifting into a better direction, the whole humanity, right? We're so blessed to be in this time right now where you think, man, if, if I'd have lived, you know, hundreds of years ago or a hundred years ago, we didn't have the access to the automobiles, let alone every high school kid having a car and a, or like right now, me and you being in different countries, different parts of the world, different time zones, and we're connected on a video call, you know, you can use a cell phone and connect to folks across the world that you would have had no access to. I, I feel so blessed to be able to connect to incredible leaders like yourself. Hop on a hop on an airplane and fly across and be able to sit down and have dinner with you. And, and then now we're connected on, you know, via the internet and having a face-to-face conversation, hear each other's voice and such an incredible time to live in, I think. Oh yes, Curtis. It's it's beautiful and we we are blessed. We just need to protect this time and, and don't go into stupidities, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you know you know what is an stupidity it's very simple to, it's very simple to to realize or be aware or or you know observe when an stupidity is an stupidity <laughs> because can, it, does, it doesn't make sense right can you tell me this is another question i was really excited to ask you is what's a what's the specific moment or do you know of a specific moment that set you on the path that you're on right now that set me in the path that i am right now yeah like the, the thing that made you decide to to follow the path through. Yes, yes. I was in uh, 2009 in a moment that I was using my money to grow it over money. So it was just money for money. And then I was behind the computer watching numbers going up and down in the computer. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is not life. This cannot be life. What is it like? I Now that I have money and, and I am a successful entrepreneur, I will be just watching the, the screen and, and numbers going up and down in the screen. Yeah. And I say, no, no, no. I need to find something that is different. Something that allows me to not only invest my money, but invest with purpose. Something that allows me to do something significant with my life. Not just for me, but for others. Otherwise, why I am here? Otherwise, why I am here? <clears throat> and um, I start looking and looking and asking for an answer. And then God sends me this answer. I was taking a shower one night and he gave me the, the word philanthropy investor. And I said to him, what are you trying to communicate to me? And he says, well, Ivan, I am trying to communicate to you that in 20, 30 years from now, people will not be throwing money away in gambling industry, but it will be directed towards improvement of humanity. But someone needs to show them that because that's the way. That's the beginning of the way out is when philanthropy becomes the main investment strategy of society, which is philanthropy investing. Then the world will start to shift because half a trillion dollars are going to the gambling industry right now every year. Yeah, I am about to launch a book. Awaken your philanthropy investor within that 
talks about that. It's a, it's a business fable. It's very beautiful. You, you will see when, when it launches. What's uh, it? Yes, yes. Thank you. And uh, you have a copy of my housing philanthropy investing book, right? I believe I do. Yep. Yes. So that one, that one is a very special book because that one is a book that is 100% focused on, it's a nonfiction, but eliminates the confusion of the investment world for anyone to be able to think clearly in the investment world before becoming a philanthropy investor. So first of all, like you will see in my book that the investment world is a little bit like, um, how you call it in English? Uh, this, um, when my grandma uses the, 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 like knitted. Yeah. Yeah. When my grandma uses this, uh, type of clothing that from where we manufacture the clothing. Yeah. Knitted together. Yes. Like the investment world is knitted together. And what that book is doing is, I don't know if you say in English correctly, is unknitting it and knitting it. Like, like how, how you, I, I think they'd say unravel. Like when you pull the string. Unravel. Apart, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's unravel. So the book is unraveling the investment world. You will see like there is a very powerful knowledge inside there. And then it, access through taking the reader towards the true path to financial freedom, true financial freedom and true wealth, and then connects with philanthropy investing. Because one of the things that I was not happy about is this message about passive income equals financial freedom and passive income equals financial freedom. Because for me, it was not true. Because freedom is connected with having a purpose, being in control of your environment, having knowledge. It's not connected at all with laying down in the beach, doing nothing, yeah. receiving a check. That's, that's just, you know, how, being, how laying down in the beach, doing nothing, right? And just waiting for the check to come in is life. If life itself is the relation, life itself is you, life itself is me, life itself is human beings, is being in relation within each other, is creating a better world, a better life for all, see? So Housing Philanthropy Investing Book and, and all my series of, of books is showing you the, the path to true financial freedom, and I will say true life around money principles and so on. So I, that's, that's something that the, the, the books are about to come, come out and is, uh, I have been writing them for three years. So it's, it's personally myself and writing it and so on. So it's, uh, it's not in uh, that other person wrote my book. No, that's why it took yeah. me three years and I have done it little by little and, you know, seeing and, and making it a real, a good product that I would like to read for myself. Yeah. You see? Awesome. So yeah, that's, it's not just another book out there. That's, that's what I can tell you. And then you can learn how you can help families all over the world own their homes and establish a family unit. Yeah. Because if we establish the family unit, everything else works around that. Because if the family unit is stable, then people goes into better jobs, right? Yeah. People work better at their jobs, treat better at their employees, uh, treat, um, treat better under, uh, to their employers, treat better to their clients. Life is better when the family unit is stable for okay. all of us. And so I what Housing Philanthropy Investing gives the opportunity to our reader is to learn and connect with some, you know, one of my companies called Equity and Help, as you said, is dedicated totally 100% to housing philanthropy investing, allows you to 
support the family unit in the world. So that's what I wanted to, to say. Can you kind of share how that works? That yes, was, of course. That was the super that, exciting for me. Yeah, that's housing philanthropy investing. And the company is um, equity and help. So basically how it works is you can do housing philanthropy investing in your own. Just reading the book, you will be able to do it in your own. Okay. You can have a done with you, which is equity and help. And the reason it's done with you and not done for you is because if we do it for you, it becomes passive income. And then yeah. it's not really philanthropy investing because you don't engage emotionally and so on. So it's done with you and you become the CEO of your own portfolio. You make the key material decisions because you are engaged emotionally, creating better families um, yeah. life. And we purchase homes in bulk from, from banks and auction houses and different places. And then we, we post that houses for sale, of course, and we have philanthropy investors that comes. After we do some basic repairs, they buy it from us in a minimum of three houses, but our average philanthropy investor buys seven to eight houses to start for approximately $45,000 per house because they are 80,000 houses, but you purchase it for 45. Yeah. And then so equity. I, I just want to make sure everybody heard that. So with equity and help with Ivan's company here, you're able to buy, you, you buy in with a minimum of three houses at, at approximately $45,000 per home. I, I mean, that's a, that's a ridiculously unbelievable deal there. And are they, are, are the houses already, do they need a ton of repairs after that? Or have you already done some of the repairs or? So we do some basic repairs and we put the house in a sellable condition okay. uh, to a family that then will come and they will be creating their home of their own at their, because then the proud of ownership, which is an asset becomes more strong and they take better they take better uh, care of that house so after you purchase the three houses from equity and help what happens is that you as a philanthropy investor becomes a philanthropy lender we can say and you finance to these families at 20 years for 20 years the house our philanthropy investors are making between 8 to 12% yearly return they're passing equity to the family because they buy for 45 but they are not going to sell it for 80 no they are going to sell it for 55 and that's the philanthropic part we pass to the families the majority of the equity and they walk in into their house day number 1 with 25,000 of equity wow. but then they start putting some sweat equity because they start rehabbing the home even more and yeah, and that's that's how it is. Forty-five thousand investor price, eighty thousand after repair value, fifty-five thousand um, the the family price. So everybody wins, and then the families are living in their own homes for five hundred and fifty dollars a month plus taxes and insurance, which is six hundred and fifty or seven hundred, and then which is much lower than rent. Yeah. And then they are the investors are making eight to twelve percent return, and they have their houses, they have the the title of their houses. They choose the houses. They make all the key material decisions. They they just uh, go to to the point of okay, a family, for example, is not able to catch up, right? And as the family is not able to catch up with their payments because they had a life situation, they lose they lose their home, their job. Sorry, they had a baby or whatever situation they have, they are able to come to the philanthropy investor through us and say, hey. I am have good intentions, really. I really I am negative right now. Can you help me? And the philanthropy investors will be there to help them. And I will give you some examples. A family that is a good intention family, 
that has doing, done improvements in their houses, the philanthropic investor can give them their monthly payment for Christmas. So they have uh, money to yeah. put the tree for their kids. Or they can say, oh, you are late for three months. Okay. If you are late for three months, they are sending uh, the, the three month late monthly payments to the end of the loan. Or they will add another 10 or $20 to the, to the monthly payment. So in that way, with that 10 or $20 added to the monthly payment, the family can be current again with with a loan and let's say that the philanthropic investor cannot help them well because they will also need the cash for them in some you know in some cases we have a global philanthropic fund that will come and will pay the philanthropic investor up to three months of late payments and then finance the family at zero percent interest rate for 15 months that's an amazing thing right there just the benefit of somebody be having that connection with their with their personal lender, you've already got massive equity in the house. So if you're coming off, you know, coming off of a very limited income and trying to buy, buy a home, and now you've stepped into a place where you've got $25,000 in equity, you're connected with a lender who loves you and who's trying to trying to do the best for you. And now you're being rewarded for, you know, these, these improvements that you're doing. It's good on both sides. Just such a great idea. And the investor even is protected because a homeowner desperately wants to make sure those payments are on time, make sure you're getting paid. The investor, the philanthropic investor is making 10 to 12% back. Incredible idea doing that. It's, yeah, it's 8 to 12% return. And, and then that's that's the average, you know, that, that we have. This company, Equity and Help, is in the Inc. 500 for three years in a row. I think we will make it uh, this year, uh, another another year to the Inc. 5000 this year for what I am predicting. And uh, that's four year, four consecutive years in a row in the Inc. In the Inc. Yeah, magazine. And then um, the... Right now, we have around 48 millions of assets that we have recovered from the banks and that and that now are in families' hands. Like before they were in the bank and now are in families' hands in 32 states across the U.S. The headquarters are located in Tampa Bay. Our CEO and executives are just phenomenal. And, um, and we have contractors in in 32 states who are there in the field where the, where the houses are located. And we have philanthropic investors from 14 countries of the world supporting families in the U.S. So now, do you have to be an accredited investor to invest, or is that something that a average Joe some extra cash can invest in? No, every, anyone can because they, you are buying houses. So there is, you are buying houses wholesale from us, and then you are hiring us as a property manager of your houses. So there is not limitation in, in relation to that. And... I, I know this was not what you planned on discussing with the podcast today, but I am so interested, and I know a lot of our listeners will be interested as well. I've got a good friend that I'm going to go over and share this with as soon as we get done recording. So I hope it's okay that I'm asking these extra questions about philanthropic investors and and uh, equity and help as well. Of course. So you working as a property management? Do you guys work? Do you collect collect the mortgage payments, or you know, is that? Yeah, we collect the we collect the monthly payment. Okay, from the family, we. We do everything that the philanthropic investor wants us to do. We collect the monthly payment, of course, but then if the philanthropic investor says, I want to do philanthropy with this family, we will do that. I want to give the monthly payments, we will do that. I want to send. So we are just basically executing the philanthropic investor's key material decisions on the process, and we give them a report every month with all the data and so on. And we are the ones dealing with the families, not the philanthropic investor directly. The philanthropic investor is the CEO of his own portfolio. Okay. I love that, Ivan. You are now competing my my top 
couple of favorite people in the world now. That's, uh, uh, thank, I love you. That. thank you very much, Curtis. That's so, so nice of you. I, I still had a few more questions for you, but I'm sure you got to get off pretty quick here. Are you, are you pretty short on time now? Or? No, it's fine. Just ask me a few questions. I, I think I have another 10 minutes or so. Okay. What is a advice? What's some advice that you would give for somebody that has to make an important decision? I will say, calm down first. I will say, um, don't rush. Only stupid rush. Okay. Don't rush. I will say, um, making a decision is the not the beginning of a process. It's an end of a process. Before you make a decision, you need to have the majority of information that you can collect in order to make that decision. So if you are in a situation that you cannot make a decision, all that you need to know is that you're lacking information. So don't get stopped in life with opportunities and don't say no to opportunities before getting all the information. Yes, that's what I will say. You know, no, because no, you need to make a decision. You need to make a decision, rush, rush, rush. No, 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 no. That's the end. Because once you make the decision, it's the beginning of something else. I got you. But it's the end of the process of going into that something else. Love it. Okay. One other. So what, if you could recommend one book for audience or maybe a couple, but what's a book that you'd recommend? Well, Philanthropy Investing Series. <laughs> no, but uh, I will say Think Big. That's, that's a Think Big. It's, it's, a, it's a, name, a book that I read like, I don't know, like 20 years ago. I've got a copy of it on my bookshelf. You have a copy? Yeah, I think so. It's a, I think it's from uh, Howard Schwartz or something like that. Yep. The, the name of the, the author. I, that's yeah, what I remember. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a, that's one of the books that I, I love. Awesome. And how do you push through tough times? I know everybody looks up to you because you're this. You're on every entrepreneur list that you can think of. How do you push through the tough times that, that you obviously have as well? I flow and I calm down. I don't get, um, yeah, I just flow. You know, like observe the river for a second. Just observe a river. The river do not crash in the rock. Even if it is in a small rock, if it is a medium sized rock, or if it is a huge rock, the river do not crash a rock. The river do not get stuck in the rock. That are the rough times. The river just flows. The river goes around. The river flows. The river calms down. The river calms down. When there is a big rock, it calms down and it flows through different sides and it continues and it never stops. If you had an audiobook, I'd put that on and it'd be a good thing to uh, to listen to as I was stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should actually you gave me an idea. I should I should read the my book when I when I create the audiobook, I should read it myself, right? For absolutely, for, uh, you, you got a good voice. I would I would recommend recording your own book if you can make time for it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and last question for you, if you could go back from the age you are right now, if you could go back and give yourself advice as an 18 year old kid, what would you tell yourself? I will tell myself to exactly what I told you just before about the flow and continue flowing. And I will tell myself to persist, always persist and continue persisting and never abandon that persistence until you have delivered what you have promised to others. Yes because that is in the center of the core of you growing as a being and you growing as, as an organization and you, and you developing success and being inspired through inspiration. It has something below that, which is integrity. Without integrity, it cannot exist 
inspiration. Integrity can be much higher when you have delivered what you promise. And I sure appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on today, Ivan. That was a uh, just a really great, really great conversation. And I look forward to chatting with you again. Of course, my friend. And I really enjoyed your questions and your professionalism. I think your your show is, is amazing and looking forward to su- continue supporting you in the future in anything you need. Thanks so much, Ivan. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. Head over to mcurtismccoy.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.